Holly, how many days till Christmas? It's 45 days. What? That's not very far away. It doesn't give us much time to do everything. It does not. Although some people think it does because it's 45 days. Mm. But the post is slower at the moment. So if you can't see your family or friends or you want to post things, you've got to do it soon. Do you know what? We've done something to help people with that. We really have. So Beck and I have created our very own Christmas card that you can purchase by going to hollyjoypetty.com. And this per- this Christmas card was designed by us, painted, hand-painted, designed by me as well, mm. and printed in Australia. Yep. Comes with a beautiful red envelope. Mm-hmm. Each You can purchase them individually or in packs of 10 or 25 or contact us if you'd like larger quantities to purchase for your business to send to your employees. Mm. Head to hollyjoypetty.com. You are listening to the I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast with your host Holly and her trusty sidekick Beck. Hi lovers. Hi Beck. Hi Holly. This is so exciting because it is our very first time recording in the same room. I can touch you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We, we have to socially distance. Socially distance. Physical distancing <laughs> is still a thing. But we don't need to be masked because we're podcast recording and that's yes. like in some law somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, you can't tell if we're masked or not. So we're masked. <laughs> but it is very exciting to be recording this very special episode. It's very dear to our hearts. And to be recording it face to face is good. But also means we might cry. Yes. <laughs> so you and I have been talking back about the Enneagram, obviously, as we do most of our conversations. Yes. Every day. Every day. <laughs> and recently we've been talking about the fact that it doesn't matter if you're a, like a, a two, for example, like mm-hmm. me. That doesn't mean that you can't have access to the other traits of yeah. the other Enneagram types. Totally. So... We've been talking about that and about how, well, I can actually act like a... Seven. Seven and be fun-loving. Or yes. I can actually access the trait of an eight and be um, a challenger. Yes. And you can... I can be a one and do things the right way. <laughs> Perfectly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you and I have a friend who is very dear to us and who is very close and very dear to a lot of people. Yes. That passed away a couple of years ago from mm-hmm. a brain tumour. Her name is Amanda. And we never got to ask her what Enneagram type she was. No, we didn't. We weren't really exploring the Enneagram back then. Were no, we? we weren't. Like I'd touched on it a little bit, but I didn't really fully understand it enough for it to be dominating every conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> or my internal world. Yes. Like it does now. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all of the good traits of the Enneagram. Yep. And how they relate to specifically Amanda but if you're listening and you don't know her that doesn't matter because yeah. you you might know what Enneagram type you are or you might not but as we talk um, you might be able to pick up on some of your good traits if that's you and that might help you identify your Enneagram type yes yeah um, we also wanted to dedicate this episode to Chris Amanda's husband who yeah. we love and admire so much so we love you Chris yes we do Okay, let's talk about a type one, which is a reformer. Mm -hmm. They are rational, idealistic, perfectionists. They're purposeful and self-controlled. How how did you 
Have you got some stories about Amanda or where you might have seen her be intentional? Well, I think in every conversation I ever had with her, it always felt really intentional. Like Mm. she was never just flippant about her conversations. So true. It felt well thought out. Yeah. It felt very self-controlled and very um, measured, I guess, would be a good word to... Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've mentioned before on the podcast Mm. that for six months, my family lived with your family. Yes. And in that period of time, there was about 12 months where we didn't have our own home. Mm-hmm. And so there was a couple of weeks where we actually stayed with Chris and Amanda and their family. So a lot of my stories today might come from that time where we lived You've together. You've lived with a lot of great people, Beck. <laughs> I really have. <laughs> I had a moment with her where we had a very intentional conversation and she said to me, this was before she got sick, and she said... I really want to catch up with you because I want to chat to you about something and ask you some questions. And I never got, we never got to do that because it was not long after that. We'd had a bit of back and forth about when we could make the time for that. And we never Mm -hmm. got to sit down and have that intentional conversation when she started to get sick. And I never brought it up with her again Mm -hmm. because I kind of just forgot about it. Yes. But, but it was all, she was always very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. How about a two? Two is the helper. Caring, interpersonal, demonstrative, generous, possessive. I'm not sure that um, I remember Amanda being possessive, but she was so generous with everything. Oh, my gosh. She was so generous. I think, I mean, I'm a two, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like with twos and especially with Amanda, and I haven't realised this until more recently, but I can be quite a shy person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that know me think, oh, Holly, you're so ridiculous, you're not shy. But I do feel quite shy a lot of the time. But I think when I'm in a group setting and I've felt drawn to people, it's sometimes the, the twos that I felt drawn to, and I remember feeling this around Amanda, and I'm, this is probably where I'm going to cry, <laughs> is she was, like, safe. Mm. And, and you know, when you're around her or you're in a group setting and you are someone who feels shy, she was always a safe person to go and talk to because she was always welcoming and warm and honest and open. Yes. And I think that that's a very true trait um, that I really loved about her. Yeah, totally. Um, we will cry during this episode. <laughs> so hopefully you listeners are okay with emotions because mm-hmm. it's going to happen a lot. But when, when we were staying with Chris and Amanda, I remember um, my husband is introverted. And so staying with other people is difficult because he, he needs some space to himself, and but he doesn't ever want to be rude. And so mm. it's always difficult to find the line between being polite but also creating space for himself. And I just, I remember him feeling so loved by Amanda and so free to be himself mm. because she was totally okay with the fact that he needed some space to himself. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I, he was really touched by that, I remember so clearly. So a three, which is... Generally, the achiever, success-oriented, adaptive, excellent, excelling and driven. I think she was definitely excellent in everything that she put her hand to. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband's a three and he seems like an all, very much all-rounder. Yes. You know, can do everything. And I think my impression of her was that she was very good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. She was a really good mum and a wife. She loved running. She loved singing and cooking. I remember... Um, it was probably when, well, one night we probably had dinner with them and she made some chocolate self-sourcing pudding and, oh, my gosh, it was the most <laughs> delicious one I've ever had. And so I remember asking her for the recipe and it's still the recipe <gasps> we use today. We've, like, claimed it as our 
chocolate self sourcing. Oh, I'll have to try it. You'll have to oh. give it to me. Mm-hmm. I'll have to make it for you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the four individualist fours can be sensitive and expressive. That's kind of like their marker. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she gave the best hugs. Yes, <laughs> she really did. And one thing that, one memory I have of her um, that could put her into a four category, or at mm-hmm. least she was accessing the four trait, was like deep feelings. And not long after she got sick, I was at an event. I was at an event that she was at, and she was there as well. It was a time when she wasn't in hospital, uh, and I was having a conversation with her. And her, my my husband and her husband were working together at the time, and I was asking her, "Oh, are you going to be at this other event that the next week?" It was around a Christmas time, so mm-hmm. there were a lot of Christmas work events that you know the wives come <laughs> along to, <laughs> and she, because of what was happening for her health she couldn't remember and she said to me you know my memory hasn't been that great and I said oh that's okay I can look it up in the diary so I looked up in the calendar and I can see in the google calendar her husband Chris had clicked no they weren't attending that event so I was able to tell her oh no you won't be there I won't won't get to see you then (laughs) anyway then she said to me how great Chris had been Mm. over this whole time and she said to me and it didn't make me tear up at the time (laughs) but it does now when I think about all that's happened but yeah she said to me well, I loved Chris. I already loved Chris. And if I already loved him, but now, gosh, I love him so much more <laughs> because of how, I guess, good he's been through this time, which yeah. says so much of Chris, but it, it also really says does. so much of Amanda to be able to recognise that deep, deep love. Yes, totally. Type five, the investigator, who are intense and perceptive, secretive and innovative. I'm not sure they necessarily saw much of this in, in Amanda, but mm. her job was, um, I'm not, I can't, I don't really remember, but it had something to do with software for librarians. Right. So she definitely helped people be investigators, let's say that. <laughs> so if all librarians may be a fives. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit stereotypical, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and six, obviously you're a six, but loyalist, committed, engaging, responsible... I think she would have been very loyal. Oh, she was incredibly loyal. Yeah. She always used to give me clothes for my kids. So Uh she's got two boys, Tom and Nick, and um, she would always pass on their clothes to my boys, or at least some of their clothes to my boys, who are quite a bit younger than, than they are. And I can remember... I can remember thinking, well... These clothes are never going to fit my boys. My boys are, are still, like, little. <laughs> but she had, obviously, this wisdom about her and this loyalty to know, Holly's going to need this <laughs> soon enough, so I better get it for her. Yeah. Better give it to her. But it, it just, to me, it just spoke volumes of her character and her sense of, well, I know what's going to happen because yes. I've been there before uh-huh. and I know that these boys are going to grow and yep. need clothes. And, you know, I had four young kids and mm-hmm. not the time or energy or money to go and buy stuff. So it was such a great help yes. to me and to us. And mm-hmm. I think we've still got a couple of those clothes that my boys <laughs> oh, still wear. That's awesome. I love that. Sevens are the enthusiasts. And we've talked about what type we think Amanda is, which we haven't talked yet about <laughs> on here, but... Um, she could have totally been a seven. She was just so yes, enthusiastic true. about life. She she really was just so fun all the yeah. time, always laughing, always yes. having a joke. Um, 
you know, I don't think I ever had a very somber, serious conversation. <laughs> and if you did, there was always a joke thrown in there. Well, yes, and she was very loving and spontaneous like that. Yeah. I, I always found that cheekiness to yeah. be exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So true. Because it puts you at ease and helps you feel like you're going to have a good time. Yes, so true. The eight, the powerful, self-confident, decisive will and willful. I, Amanda was so self-confident. She was, wasn't she? Yeah, I just, she, I was really in awe of how confident she was about the mum that she was and yes. the friend that she was and the wife that she was. And I, I wanted to be like her when I grew up. Yes, yeah, same. <laughs> I can remember thinking similar thoughts when I was around her and just loved the way that she unashamedly was just herself, like just who she was and, you know, who she was made to be. And I think that's probably what a lot of people saw in her. It was just that self-confidence to not be afraid to be you because there's only one you. Uh So don't be afraid to be you. Yes, so true. The nine, a peacemaker, easygoing, receptive and reassuring. She was definitely easygoing, wasn't she? So easygoing. Roll with the punches. Maybe she was actually all the types. Maybe. (laughs) Well, just all the good parts of the types. (laughs) Yeah, definitely encouraging and very, I always got this sense of serenity around her. So she was very peaceful. Yes. Like not not wishy-washy peaceful. No. Like I'll fight for what I need to fight for. Yeah. But just brought a calmness and a peace to that. Definitely. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. But what do you reckon her love languages were? Oh, good question. I mean, totally could have been physical touch because she loved giving hugs. Yes. Really loved giving hugs. But then also, I remember when we did stay there, um, you know, they, Chris and Amanda were being so generous to share their house with us. And so my husband enjoys cooking and so he would want to cook a meal for them. And I know he did a couple of times, but... So often Amanda would be like, no, 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 I want to do this for you. I, I want to serve you. And mm. so she totally could have been acts of service. That's true. What about you? What do you think? Well, so one of the memories I've got is, so we've got another friend, Ruth, mm-hmm. who she also lived overseas for a time and she was very close to Amanda as well. And so because I was going to see Ruth for her birthday overseas, mm-hmm. I'd organised some people to help um you know, if they had anything they want to give to her, especially her close friends. So Amanda was one of her close friends. And so Amanda came over to give me the gift that she'd gotten for Ruth Mm. so that I could take it. So Uh that was obviously very thoughtful of her. But also in doing that, she spent time at my house and had a coffee. Yeah. So so it could be gifts and quality time. I don't know. (laughs) Chris will probably know. Yeah. (laughs) Words of affirmation, that's the last one. I mean, she was always so kind with her words. She was. Yeah. Oh, maybe she was all just, of the love languages she's as like well. like the perfect human. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Beck, mm. in talking about all of this, yeah. I think you and I have kind of laid it in the same space around what she is. Uh-huh. But as we've talked about before, we, you know, hesitant to type people yes. without their voice mm-hmm. in this situation. And we don't really know what necessarily motivated her. We're no. judging it based on her behaviour. That's right. But... But we do think she's a two. Yes. Very strongly think very, she's a two. We very strongly think she's yeah. a two. Chris might be able to give us more insight. So if you're <laughs> listening, Chris, we love you. And um, you can tell us what you think she is. But I think she definitely had a lot of characteristics about a two. Yes. 
you know, being that loving person. Yeah, and just being prepared to help with anything. But I think also the intuition about knowing Mm. what's needed. Mm -hmm. I just feel like she knew what people needed in the moment, Mm -hmm. um, whether it was a hug or a laugh or whatever she was, yeah. And I think twos have a very, you know, high level of helping others and giving to others and often this is my impression as a non-expert amateur enneagram podcaster (laughs) often people who are twos and they have a lot of time and energy to give to others just because that's how they're wired what it means is they have a lot of people who love them very deeply yes. because sh- because twos have often shown very deep love and help and support to mm-hmm. others. And I think that's true of Amanda from what I've seen is that she has a lot of people yes. that love her very deeply. And yes. she was very easy to love. Yes, she was. So, so I, well loved by yes. so many people around her. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a few tributes at the end of this episode that some people have recorded and we're going to read a couple as well that have been yeah. written in. So we will share that with you yeah. at the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. I feel so grateful to have shared a friendship with Amanda, especially during our vulnerable years as first-time mums. Amanda's love and support could always be relied on and her willingness to have a laugh and have fun was the best. But I still see her in my life. Whenever I hear a New Zealand accent, when I see camper shoes, when I receive tight, squeezy hugs from a friend, when I enjoy coffee and cake, and when the scent of a holiday is near, I give thanks that I knew a beautiful, loving mum and a warm, sensitive, brave woman in Amanda. Missy bits, Amanda. Nettie. This is Beck recording a message from Barb. There are times in life when you meet a friend who literally changes the course of your life. Our son Josh met Tom, Amanda's eldest, on his first day at Whitefriars and they became the firmest of friends and from that day our lives became inexplicably entwined. But this is no accident, I believe, and on first meeting Amanda and Chris, I knew we would also become lifelong friends. Amanda's welcoming kindness, generosity and fun-loving spirit was evident to all. Her encouragement and championing of others to use their God-given gifts was also well known, as was her humility regarding her own. Over time, we became unspoken soul sisters, and no time, distance or space will ever change that. Amanda had many soul sisters. I witnessed this extraordinary company of women in action, all striving to make a difference in this life, big and small. Hoping, praying and doing for others silently gracefully, as Amanda would do herself. I was welcomed into the fold. We were all drawn to Amanda's beautiful heart, filled with love, laughter, honesty and empathy, wisdom and strength, humility and grace. We shared many things, but a love of God, family, music and pink roses were paramount. Every year in November, when the roses bloom, I am reminded of how blessed I have been to share this journey with my precious friend. Love your guts, Amanda. Forever and always, Barb. 
Hi, Holly and Beck. It's Ursula here. Amanda was one of my closest friends and she's just such a beautiful lady. And one of the things that I love the most about her is that she would always call and just to say hi and see how you're going. Um, if you were ever sick, she would drop in food, soup for you. She just, um, was one who always showed her love and that's the thing that um, stands out to me now is just how incredible she was at showing love to people. Um, yeah, it's actually quite inspiring and it makes me um, realise how rare that is to have someone that will put themselves out, that will take the time and that will just always um, be there for you. So that's an incredible legacy that she's left. My dear friend Amanda, you know, her joy was infectious. Her humour would make a whole room just roar with laughter. Her intelligent wit, her crazy energy and her presence in my life and others was a divine blessing from God. Her hugs were this amazing soothe that would heal you. Her voice would proclaim such wisdom and her singing and her faith would transform and inspire you. You know, you are a gift, Amanda, and I treasure every moment, every piece of advice, every funny story that you've told. As a friend, you celebrated my wins and you bore my heartaches. And even to your last breath, you were contending and believing for my Lily and my family. And I thank God for everything that you brought to my life. I miss you every, every day. And I love you. And I thank you for choosing me as one of your friends one of your kindred spirits, and I cherish the day that we'll see each other again. Love you always, Vicky Rispy. This is Holly recording a message for Amanda's mother-in-law and Chris's mother, Margaret. Amanda, so loving, so social, so much fun with a deep inner strength to care for those around her and above all, a peacemaker. We could talk for ages, sitting on the front steps of the house in the evening sun, sipping a wine or visit some lovely little cafe, enjoying a coffee and exploring the events of the, of the world. Amanda was always so full of energy, walking or riding bikes, totally outstriding us. Her energy was endless. Mm. We were always welcome in her home with total freedom to move throughout and to treat it as if it was our own. She held the deepest love for her, Chris, her much-loved husband, and her most precious sons, Tom and Nick, Darling Amanda was sadly diagnosed with a brain tumour. I have never seen a person or patient progress through an illness with such dignity and strength and her love for others continued always. That most beautiful smile she gave all who entered her home and that final hospital room, even when she could no longer see, relating to the progression of that tumour, her face would turn towards you and she would greet you with loving gentleness and that most glorious smile. Alan and I had the privilege of being Amanda's father and mother-in-law. Amanda, you are so missed. Love you always, Margaret. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, Beck and I would love it if you would rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. Do you have a question about the Enneagram, love and logic or love languages? Do you have a topic you want us to cover? Or would you like to be a guest on this podcast? Please send an email to I love you too much to argue at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at I love you too much to argue podcast. Thanks for listening.